This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5 snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! oh are you serious? Slam jam Get him ready for the NBA Duncan Contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, are you ready? It's finally here. It's Mid-season here. tournament time for McPherson, the 55th annual McPherson Invitational. It's here. Have you buckled yourself in and gotten yourself ready for three long days inside the roundhouse yet? Well, of course, I had to come down with a severe cold. You've been hanging around me too much. Well, I don't know, but uh, I've been flirting with disaster for two weeks. I know, but uh, no. It uh, once the uh, I get in the roundhouse, the energy gets pumping. Uh, you know, the teams get playing. You get a little food in you. Get a little food. I don't know what the last hospitality the, room. Oh, I'm sure Shane Bakus will take care of us. Lasagna. Oh yeah. What if you get a little lasagna, a little lemon cheesecake? Oh. What what else would be on your on your go to hospitality room list? Well, you got that. Maybe bis you know, some biscuits. I like biscuits. <laughs> biscuits. Oh, yeah. that, that, lasagna, along, lemon cheesecake, and a biscuit. Oh yeah. <laughs> With some butter, some jelly, oh, yeah. some honey. Got, gotta have some butter on that biscuit. What else? What what if they had hamburgers? Oh, that'd be fine, but you know, I'm some Freddy's frozen custard? Oh. Now that might be good. You bet. You bet. I think Steve will be able to find something to eat in the hospitality room today. But, Steve, I I know that games are going to start here in about two and a half hours, but it feels like we still have some more time. I'm just so excited to get to see some other teams, be able to see a little bit different brands of basketball. And I think that's the one thing that we noticed with this tournament last year, all the different styles of teams that were here. We saw a Wichita North team that was not afraid to shoot. We yeah. saw a Bishop Carroll team that saw a very or that played a very methodical style, a lot of backdoor cuts. We saw a Junction City City team that didn't play a lot of defense. They just ran up and down the floor. Yeah. We saw all different brands of basketball and I think we will see that again this weekend with Lawrence Free State, Mill Valley, Shawnee Mission East, Manhattan, Shawnee Heights, Wichita West, and then Blue Valley West tonight against McPherson. I just don't think you're going to see a lot of offense. I think you're going to see a lot of defense. When you look at the scores of the teams in the tournament, boy, they play a lot of games in the 40s and low 50s, it seems like, especially this Blue Valley West team that the Bullpups play tonight. Blue Valley West enters the night and enters the weekend at 4-5, and five, and this is a Blue Valley West team that I think is better than what they were last year. 
even though they were a little older last year, a little more experienced, I think this is a better Blue Valley West team. And I talked with Coach Kinnaman about 30 minutes, an hour ago, and the comparison that he made that I think is pretty spot on is saying Blue Valley West is not as good as Andover Central, who we saw back in early December, but he said pretty much every other team that McPherson has played this year, they're about as good as. Right. So it's not like even though Blue Valley West is 4-5 and five and you see him as the sixth seed and you think, oh, well, this will be a rollover here in the first game, Blue Valley West is a good team. They have a great big man. They have very good guard play. And like you mentioned, they don't play a very fast-paced style of game, and they aren't going to score 70 points very often. But this is a Blue Valley West team that is certainly not the best matchup to draw here in the opening round. I think one thing that helps is the, you know, it's been a year since they've been in the roundhouse. It takes teams about a quarter to get adjusted, you know, to the shooting background. Hopefully the Bullpups can jump out on them. it be interesting to see if the Bullpups can bring the same intensity on defense that they had against El Dorado. I thought that was tremendous defense from start to finish in that game. And they, you know, they need to shoot it well. And I mentioned all my keys uh, today in my column at midkansasonline.com. And my number one key, Cody Stuffelbeam, can't not get in foul trouble. He gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of over-the-back type calls. He's got to play very smart. We need him on the floor. I think if you looked at the Bullpups plus-minus stat when he's on the floor, uh, the stat, the plus goes way up when he's on the floor. I asked Coach Kinneman earlier today some of his favorite memories within this McPherson Invitational, and Steve, you wrote a great column yesterday talking about the 40 years of basketball that you've seen and the game that you continue to see everybody talk about, 2011, McPherson against Wichita Heights, a Wichita Heights team that was undefeated that year, led by Perry Ellis, who at that time I guess had to have been, what, 45 yeah. playing as a junior in high school, yeah. going up against Christian Olsaker, and he had 39 points. And Coach Kenneman said, Christian will be coming back with Shawnee Heights today. Exactly. And that he's an assistant on that staff. And he said, I, I don't directly hope for this, but it would be interesting to see what Christian Olsaker has to say to some of these guys on Shawnee Heights and saying, guys, don't be too confident going in there because there's a little McPherson magic in that roundhouse. Right. And that he said he would like to see the tables turn a little bit and maybe be able to see Christian be on the other end of a little McPherson magic in a potential semifinal matchup tomorrow. But so many great memories other than that one. Any other things well, stand out to I, you? Getting back to with that Wichita Heights team with Perry Ellis, they also had Evan Wessel right, who went on to be a starter at Wichita State. He was on the team that beat KU in the tournament. They also had Dreama Smith who went on to be a star running back at West Virginia. He actually... Uh, you yeah, know, they had a great football team he, that he was, year, too. He, he was going to go to KU and then changed his mind, went to West Virginia, ended up being a big-time running back. Um, I, what I remember from that game is the Bullpups, they said, well, the key is they can't shoot the three. So, you know, we're going to sag on Perry. Just let him shoot from the end. Well, Dream of Smith comes out, if I recall, makes about three or four threes in the first quarter. They made threes from everywhere. They weren't supposed to be a good three-point shooting team, and they made three-pointers just from everywhere. Uh, Christian won the battle. With Perry Ellis, but the Bullpups lost the war. Christian was unbelievable in that game. 39 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, just incredible in that game. He was all fired up to play Perry. And, of course, both of them end up being All-State, All-Class first team. So they were two of the five best players in the state that year. This is a little bit off of what I wanted to talk about today, but I also saw Perry Ellis that year because Olathe East played Wichita Heights in the state tournament. And – 
I don't know exactly what the buzz around Perry Ellis was here. I mean, obviously, he was on this very good team that he was the best player on, and they were on a serious roll his junior year in 2011. But up us Kansas City, us Kansas City people, we didn't quite understand the magnitude of somebody like Perry Ellis. Yeah. And I remember one of my friends, we made the trip down to Coke Arena. It was the semifinals. And somebody held up a sign that said, Perry who? Oh. <laughs> and Perry Ellis went on to make about 25 free throws in the game and, and that's, beat the LA And Phoenix that's Talks. interesting because in the first invitational, he really struggled at the free throw line in the tournament. I remember that's one thing that kept the Bullpups in it. Perry couldn't make a free throw. He's like two for nine. He couldn't make a free throw early on in his KU career right. either. But I watched him hit free throw after free throw after free throw to down the mighty Olathe East Hawks. Well, you know, Perry was one of those guys that was just so solid, very fundamentally sound, never showed any emotion on the floor. You can tell if he was having a good game or a bad game, just very stoic. One of my best friends, he was a varsity reserve, so he got in at the end of the game, Perry's senior year, whenever Olathe East was down 15 or 20 with a couple minutes left, and they were next to each other at the free throw line. And my friend always tells the story that Perry never said things during games, but the only words he ever heard him say that game were, man, I am hungry. I'm going to go get some McDonald's after the game. <laughs> I, I don't think he was taking the Olathe East Hawks too seriously. But anyway, as we look to the tournament today, I don't think we will have that type of star power in this year's tournament. No. And I, I think that's pretty clear. But the thing that we do have this year is a very balanced field. And I think last year's field was was very balanced, but I thought it was much more balanced at a higher level. That you had a Bishop Carroll team that went on to win the 5A state championship. You had a Lawrence Free State team that went on to finish second in 6A. You had a McPherson team that went on to finish second at 4A1. You had so, And then Shawnee Mission East was a great contender last year. You had so many teams that were playing at such a high level that I don't know if we'll get that high of a level of a performance, and I don't know if you'll see three teams from this year's field be in the state championship game later on in March, but what I do think you'll see is teams that are all very balanced and teams that could be very similar. Well, and so I think we're going to get very good games all weekend. It's going to make for very competitive games, hopefully no overtime games because we like to keep the tournament on schedule. But I think you're going to see a lot of games in the uh, 51-47, you know, 49-45. There were some really high-scoring games last year yeah. because of Jackie Johnson the third, third at Wichita North at the time, now at Wichita Southeast. Yeah. The first game of the tournament, he comes out and lights it up for 36 or 37. It was such an exciting tournament. Then we forget about a Derby team last year that lost in the first game of the Invitational to Bishop Carroll and then turned around, won the fifth-place game, and then went on to be one of the best yeah. teams in the Wichita area last yeah, we, year. Yeah, we thought that was an upset when they lost to Carroll, though, because Carroll really hadn't established itself at the time as you know a 5A power. They were a good team, but nobody was talking about them winning Class 5A, and everybody was talking about Derby because Derby had all those transfers. Brett Flory had a great recruiting year. You know, he, <laughs> he, had, you know, he brought four guys in, four new guys. Of course, Tyler Brown, you know, transferred from Valley Center. Saw him at Hutch the other day. Yeah, he you know he he led I think he led the state in scoring uh, his junior year at Valley Center and then went to Derby and had a very good season there and like I said he went on to Hutch and then they you know they just had uh, the Maccabees both Maccabee players and then the the Valentine kid transferred in so they were like transfer you but uh, uh, 
Derby went on to have a good year, though, after they took fifth in the tournament. It will be really fun to see what this McPherson team can do in a tournament environment like this. And when you look back at the history of McPherson I basketball, and in particular the history over the last 25 years with Coach Kinneman, one of the things that you see from his teams is, number one, they all play really well in tournament play, mm -hmm. whether that is the postseason tournament, whether that is the McPherson Invitational. They all play really well in these types of environments, and they win a lot. And maybe the most important thing at number two is that they win the first game a lot, yeah. whether that is the state tournament. And you can see their state tournament records. Records in the state quarterfinals are extremely good, and records and I, and, in this first game are extremely and good. And I'll, I'll tell you what I attribute that to partly, great scouting. Yeah. Coach Kenneman, all his assistant coaches get a team, uh, you know, that they could play. Uh, they're, they have a great scouting report. Uh, you know, they're broken down. I just think that's a huge advantage uh, when you scout the way they do. I mean, Coach Kenneman, I can say personally, I know for a fact he watches a ton of film. Uh, you know, he's got detailed scouting report. And just look at how – when you watch the game tonight, just watch him on inbounds plays and watch how effective they are. They score a lot on inbounds plays. It's going to be a very, very fun weekend of basketball. Steve and I will be there all throughout the tournament starting today at 3 o'clock as Shawnee Mission East takes on Manhattan. I'm sure Coach Hare will be ready to rip it up and be excited today because oh, yeah. the last time they were here, I think they felt like they were robbed of a chance to win the McPherson Invitational because the Bullpups came back in the fourth quarter, beat Shawnee Mission East, and they were hanging their heads a little bit on Friday night because they knew that they had a chance to have won that game and then would have played Bishop Carroll, but... Shawnee Mission East will be very good. They take on Manhattan. That's the first game today. Lawrence Free State will take on Mill Valley. Those two teams are familiar with each other because they're right down the road from each other. That's the 445 game. Shawnee Heights will take on Wichita West at 630, and that's the first game that McPherson fans really begin to pay attention to because they, the, the winner or loser or whatever yeah, McPherson they, does. Yeah, they play from a team from that game. They'll play them in the semifinals on Friday. Then McPherson against Blue Valley West. The recurring theme that we keep saying, I don't know if there's any game, any result today that will be an upset. That's what Coach Kenneman said. Besides too. Mill Valley Free State, because yeah. Mill Valley has but one But if win. Noah Butler doesn't play for Free State, and that is Noah right. Butler, he's their star player. He doesn't play. That changes the dynamic of that team greatly because he's a super athlete. I think he's played with Jake Alexander in the summer. If I'm not – I could be – no, you're right. Okay, okay. I thought he'd played with Jake because I was remembering last year that uh, Grandpa Danny. And the teams that yeah. they're on together yeah. with guys like Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, yeah. Joshua Early, yeah. Zach Harvey, who was at Topeka Hayden, is an All-State caliber player. Yeah, They've got the best of the best on that team, and Noah yeah. Butler's one of them. Steve, we've got a really fun day today coming up with the Invitational. We will have updates here on the station all throughout the afternoon. We'll try every... 20 or 30 minutes to give you an update on where they're at in the games. And so that way, you know, whenever you leave your house, whether the games will be way behind or what's going on. Well, and check Plus, your, you'll be posting at yeah, Mid-Kansas I'll have online. a game story. I should Between 30 and 45 minutes after the game, game story should be posted. Box score, photos from the K-Man. We'll have it all. Oh, there will be so much McPherson Invitational coverage that you won't even know what to do with it. It's going to be a great day, great weekend as we get things going today. Steve, let's take a break. When we come back... A little Big 12 status report. How about that? And a couple of really good games last night and some games that 
might change your opinion of what you thought of the Big 12 and a couple of teams going into the week. Into the week. We'll step away. Be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, did you get a chance to watch Kansas State last night? I did. On the road at Oklahoma? I did. Was that their best game of the year? Oh, to, I mean, to me, I don't even think it was close. Yeah, without question. Um, and all of a sudden, K-State is right back in it. I mean, they look really bad those first two games. And Dean Wade's back. But I think the thing that's really – propel them, not only their defense, but Barry Brown. Barry Brown has really stepped up. Barry Brown all of a sudden is just taking every game over. But that's what we saw from him last year yeah. about this same time. Yeah. And that a couple of games he had to really take over. Remember the game where they played Trey Young and OU last year where Barry Brown had to step in and scored like 30 points? I think he's a big difference maker with this. And obviously getting Dean Wade back into the lineup and not just be in the lineup but give them points give them production, give them a chance to make shots that aren't right at the rim. I think that obviously helps. But yesterday was a performance, and what was it, two days ago that we were talking about teams that still are alive and have a chance to be in this Big 12 race. And I think we both were in the consensus that K-State's at about five, four-ish. And we thought maybe Oklahoma could be a team that was in that top five as well. And K-State went to their place. The okay. house that Taylor Robertson built, the, yeah. Lloyd, the Lloyd Noble Center, yeah. and put it on them from the very beginning. Yeah, uh, they dominated that game. I don't know if they were ever even behind. No, they weren't. And um, K-State's back in it. And I go back, the whole season flip, the West Virginia game. Yes. Coming back from 21 down. to be If they lose that game, who knows? I mean, there could have been guys just tanking it. But they, you know, they made that big comeback, then they won the next game. And now they're 3-2, and two, they're a game back. In the Big 12. The other thing that we talked about, too, the last time we were talking about Big 12 basketball is, do you really think Texas Tech is going to be able to stand there with KU and go shot for shot? Because KU, they might not beat Texas Tech either time this year, but the thing that KU does is they pick up wins on the road whenever they need to, plus... They, they don't really lose at home. They be, they have better players. And KU's Texas Tech the, yeah. loses at home last night to Iowa State. Yeah, and KU's got the best players. I don't think anybody. Oh no, no doubt. Argue, nobody can argue that. But you still got to go out and get it. The thing about KU is they take everybody's best shot. Every team gets up for KU. If they play at Baylor, any other team plays at Baylor, there's like four thousand people there. KU plays, it's almost full. Gallagher, Iba Arena, the same thing. If KU's playing at O-State, that place is so loud you can't even hear yourself think. Watched the game the other night. looked like the whole upper deck was empty. Yeah, they've had some weird attendance issues over the last they, couple of years. Yeah, they really have. I felt like the year Brad Underwood was there that... It started to pick that up. That once they started rolling, because remember they started, what, 0-5, 0-6 that year in the Big 12, 
and then really got it rolling. And I, I thought the energy around that program was really good. But the last couple of years, it, it has not been very good attendance. And part of it is they haven't been great. And now they've lost three players. They're under 500. Yeah, they kicked three players off their team this week. So Maybe they need to send Chad Alexander down there to give him a pep, top, pep talk and teach him the Oklahoma State way. Well, maybe Chad and him and Boone could get together. Boone Pickens. <laughs> well, we, we should. We they should could get, talk a little banking, probably. I think we should get Boone Pickens on the show and and tell him to become a big McPherson donor. Oh, I think so. I, I think we could get a brand new football Chad stadium. Need, I think Chad needs to hit Boone up. So. We need to have the Boone Pickens Roundhouse. We can get a big <laughs> banner at the top of it. The Boone Pickens Football Stadium. Oh, I we'd think be, I'd be all right with we'd that. We'd be streaming on the air. I mean, we'd be heck. We'd we'd have the best equipment. You know. We'd be all set up. I think we need to we need to call old old Boons or Boon or Mister Pickens. I think I think we can refer to him as that. BP. So the games this weekend, Steve, for the Big Twelve are all games that I don't have a great feel on because something tells me KU going on the road to West Virginia they could lose that you just maybe this is West Virginia's day. Yeah. Then TCU coming to Manhattan. TCU has played pretty well so far this year. I mean, they've been good enough to win pretty much every game they've played in. But K-State's on a roll. Now, did TCU play the other night? They played Tuesday, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't play last night. I believe they were on the Tuesday night. They beat West Virginia 98-67. to So that makes them, what, 2-2? They're 2-2 in the conference. Okay. So you've got TCU coming to Manhattan. You've got KU making the trek to Morgantown. I feel like every time they play West Virginia, it's snowy somewhere. Yeah. Texas Tech going on the road to Baylor. That's a game that Texas Tech could very easily lose. Yeah. Oklahoma State going on the road to Iowa State. I would think that'll be a wrap. I would think the Cyclones are major favorites there. And then you've got the Red River Shootout Basketball Edition. OU going to Texas. I don't have a great feel for that game. All of these games this weekend, it's another one where it could be a road weekend for every team. And that's kind of the way the Big 12 has been this year, which is very different. Yeah, and I, I really think at some point when we really get steamrolling, Oklahoma State's going to be clear at the bottom. I'm pretty sure they're going to be. Well, they're down to nine guys. I know. And West Virginia, I think West Virginia will get it going at some point. I hope it's not this week. <laughs> but I think they'll get it going at some point because they got some really good inside players. And they they don't have their big man. He's been hurt. I don't know what's wrong with him. Has he got a bad back? Is that what I don't know. Is? Kabate or whatever his name is. Sakaba Kanate. Yeah, Kanate. Yeah. He hasn't played for several games. And you get him back, West Virginia's a different team because he is he's a beast. Did you see Wichita State last night, Steve? I did not. They beat UCF. They started the game at 9 o'clock here. Well, I got to say this, you know, about Wichita State. I watch him, and other than Marcus McDuffie, I don't know who anybody is on that team. I mean, I literally don't. You know, last year I could tell you every player they played. Right. This year I don't know who any of these guys are. And uh, the maybe the Magic. What about Samaje Haynes-Jones? Well, yeah. You know I, him. I forgot about Samaje. But those two are basically the only two guys that played a lot last year. That They've got all these guys that, that no one's ever heard of. I could, even, I could even probably name you six guys on Wichita State. Last year I could have told you their entire roster. So – Maybe it probably makes sense why they're eight and eight and one and three in conference. Maybe the uh, magic, the Marshall magic, is starting to wear off. I don't think you know. Every year in the off season, it's been God. Can we keep Greg Marshall? Can we keep Greg Marshall? I don't think you're going to hear that this off season, though. He's still, you know, a lot of 
people think of him very highly in the coaching profession. All right, Steve, let's take one more break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at your sell on sports column today and predicting the McPherson Invitational. You think you could put your put your great betting track record up on the line for this I'm weekend? I'm sure most people that hear, they're just going to be laughing hysterically. But remember, Steve was 4-0 in the NFL last I was weekend. 4-0 in the NFL picks last week. I got a feeling you could be 2-0 this weekend, too. That could be. We'll take one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, you ready to put your reputation on the line? I don't think You ready to be my public, rep- publicly ridiculed? My reputation disappeared a long time ago. You're giving the Kansas City area schools some billboard material. They go, who's this Steve Sell at Mid-Kansas Online picking us to lose in the first game? He's a no- who's he think he is? He's a nobody. So what? He's been at 40 McPherson Invitationals. <laughs> who's he think he is? Yeah. All right, Steve, as we take a look at the bracket today, first day of the Invitational, first game, Shawnee Mission East against Manhattan. I'm trying to find all of your predictions. Here they are. So, between Shawnee Mission East and Manhattan, this might be one of the best games of the day. Oh, it will be. And it's the first game. I think it will be the best game of the day. So, how are you predicting this one between the the Lancers and the Indians? I went with Shawnee Mission East uh, just because they've really played well here. For many, many years. Sean Hare, really good coach. Good guy. Good guy. Fun to watch. Gets pretty excited during the game. But he knows his X's and O's, so I picked Shawnee Mission East. So that's game number one, which would put Shawnee Mission East into the winner's bracket. Manhattan would drop into the loser's bracket. Lawrence Free State taking on Mill Valley. That's the second game at 445. Uh, Free I'm, State is 5-1. and one. Mill Valley six, is 1-8. 6-1 and, one and, eight. One, six and, one and yeah. then 1-8. and eight. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Free State, even though we don't know about Noah Butler Maybe Grandpa Danny knows he can text us because I bet he can give us pretty good. He's got the end of no, but, but we'll find out here they, in about three hours. But they basically beat Blue Valley West on Tuesday, and Butler barely played. So uh, I, I definitely like Free State in this one. The Freebirds, yeah, the Firebirds. Well, well, yeah, well, well. I, I love to call them the Freebirds, even though they are. The if yeah, Leonard Skinner's favorite team. He'll never die. Yeah, Shawnee Heights against Wichita West. That's a six thirty game tonight. Shawnee Heights, the two seed. Wichita West, the seven seed. Now, Wichita West has played some teams pretty close in the City League. How do you see them matching up with Shawnee Heights? I like Shawnee Heights in this one. I think Christian Olsaker being on the Shawnee Heights bench really kind of gives them an advantage. He can tell them about the roundhouse, the history of the tournament, kind of, you know, prepare them mentally. Oh, yeah. And one thing about Shawnee Heights, their biggest guy is 6'1". So they do it with execution. I look for this game to be – uh, one on fundamentals. I think Wichita West may kind of throw it all over the gym. I just got a feeling Shawnee Heights is going to win this one. And then are you taking the bull pumps tonight against Blue Valley West? I am. There you go. I have the bull pumps. I just think they're playing good basketball right now. Uh, the key is Omar, how much the bull pups can stop Omar Stanley, their 6'8 guy. Uh, showed a lot of promise last year. Still, He was pre- on the all-tournament team last yeah, year. Yeah, he was pretty raw, but uh, 
Uh, he only had four points against Free State. And again, my key, I have two keys. Cody Stuffel being staying out of foul trouble. And I think Jake Alexander probably has a score about 20 in all three games. And then the way that you have predicted it, it would be McPherson, Shawnee Heights, Shawnee Mission East, and Free State, the four teams advancing right. and playing in the championship round tomorrow. Free State against Shawnee Mission East, I'm assuming you're taking Free State. I am taking Free State, but I think it'll be a really great game. And then if you see McPherson and Shawnee Heights, do you think the Bullpups could beat the Thunderbirds? I'm picking the Bullpups to make the finals, yes. There you go. Well, we hope that that will all continue to play out and that we get a whole lot of late-night games inside the Roundhouse this weekend. One more time running through the games today. Shawnee Mission East against Manhattan at 3 o'clock. Lords Free State against Mill Valley at 445. Shawnee Heights against Wichita West at 630. And then McPherson and Blue Valley West tonight in the finale of the first day of the McPherson Invitational. Steve, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hospitality room, I know that you will be the biggest fan. I won't have much time to go to the hospitality room because I'm going to be doing stories in between games. So I may have to have a gopher go get me some food. Is that me? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe there's got to be some some kid that I can pay $2 <laughs> to go get me some food. Yeah, that sounds like a great deal. <laughs> All right, Steve, should be a fun day. Rest up. I hope that you've get, got your, your flood controlled. Well, my cold is just off the charts. So. Your flood of mucus. Yes, it's it's not pretty sight. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I'm looking at it. <laughs> All right, Steve, wrapping up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.